2: You're on with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. It is July 6th. It is hump day round here. Uh, What that means today is we got some Grizzlies Summer League to talk about and to overreact to. Yes, Grizzlies, they held on last night for a 103.99 win over the 76ers Summer League team out in Salt Lake City. We got a chance to talk to Jessica Benson. She's out there on location yesterday. We'll break it all down today. Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman leading the way offensively for the Grizzlies. Kenny Chandler. Uh, the Memphis native, uh, making some big news with his contract, making some big plays down the stretch defensively for the Grizz. That was good to see. Ooh-wee! Did you see Chet Holmgren the next game? And, man, are the reactions coming in to his for his performance – uh, a big one from Chet Holmgren. I guess the the new the word is. I mean, is he going to play tonight against the the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, they are lined up tonight to play at six o'clock over on ESPN two. Grizzlies and Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll see if we get another Chet Holmgren game. He did did kind of turn his ankle in that game, yep. and after he was so impressive, I just wonder whether or not OKC okay, is so going to take the chance of playing the the thin man. My goodness, he is thin. Uh, we'll see if they play him again. Then I'm excited tonight. Because I'll be getting over to the uh, John the Shelby County Pro Am. It's like the old bluff. Uh, remember the videos we were talking about last week? The impressive videos coming out of us from uh, Leon Taylor, I believe it was, of KO in the uh, in this off season Pro Am league. That's where I'm headed tonight. Love it. You got former Tigers, current Tigers. You got pros out there. I'm excited because it's a pastime of mine, John. You know what I love doing. Uh, as a as a Memphis guy who's covered basketball a long time, right? Is watching Lawson's play basketball, and that's I hear right. there'll be a bunch of them playing tonight. Well,
3: That's exciting. Yes, we have a lot to uh, a lot to break down today here on the show. I- NBA Summer League, especially in Salt Lake, where champions are crowned, Hall of Famers are made. It is where it all begins. I can never forget that first debut, that first performance from Michael Jordan there in Salt Lake in the Summer League. Mm-hmm. Wait. That never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, yeah. yeah I mean, we, some of us, I guess, will overreact uh, to uh, not you.
2: You're positioning yourself well already.
3: Absolutely not. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Uh, so we'll get into that t- here on the show today. Uh, we do have a big show planned for you today. I Drew Hill so. from the Daily Memphian is going to hop on, and he's not out there. He will soon be out there um, for summer league. He, he leaves for Vegas next week. So we'll get into summer league expectations and what he made of the uh of the Grizzlies performance in a dub yesterday closed as underdogs I mean just yet another outright win for those chippy Memphis Grizzlies they continue with it on into summer league man uh so we'll get into that who he liked what he liked at eleven twenty five twelve forty five we're gonna t- talk to Nick Tuggle who is putting together that pro end. now once upon a time I don't know if this is you know uh, something that they embrace or are you know are are uh comfortable with but you know, it used to be the Bluff City, um, what was it called, the Bluff City Classic, right? Used to be That used to be the thing in in Memphis. And it just kind of, like, it went away, and then it came back, and then it went away again. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone again. And, uh, you know, this is the closest thing we have to it. It's open to the public, right? Anybody yes. can go?
2: Yeah, open admission, too, just like the old Bluff City was. No, yeah, so. no admission, it's free. Uh, and a lot of current and former uh, pros in this thing, as well as Tigers currently. Yeah. Uh, and like we talked about, Ko Memphis's new center was playing last week in this thing, and apparently dropping jaws. But yes, it's over at uh, it's over at St. Luke's United Methodist Church over there on Highland. Yep. Used to be in the U of M area, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, been over there many a time. Uh, yes. So we'll talk to Nick Tuggle twelve forty five, the founder. It's been yep. going on for three years, and like John said, it's the closest thing we got to the Bluff.
3: And then at one twenty five, we're going to talk to Rob Fisher from. Uh, from obviously the uh, pre and post sideline for the Grizzlies, to get his thoughts on not just the Grizzlies but also college athletics. Um, a big picture view. The latest news, by the way, is that the ACC and uh, is it the Big? I can't even remember the, the damn league, man. It might, it might Pac-12 be the Pac twelve alliance. Pac twelve, yeah. okay, yeah. They're trying to work around the Big Twelve loose, on this move. A maybe lo- a loose alliance is what or a loose partnership is what they're calling it. So yeah, we will see. It's just the breakneck. It's breakneck stuff.
2: Uh, in college athletics. That thing so, sounded like it had no legs. Yeah,
3: none whatsoever. That was terrible. So we'll get into all of that with Rob Fisher uh, at 125. So that's the show today, Summer League show day, no doubt about that. Grizzlies get the win. That doesn't matter whether they win or lose. That's that's really not the difference. Although, look, the, the way they won, I thought, was, was informative. The way that Kennedy Chandler came up with that game-sealing steal at mm-hmm. the end of the game on Jaden Springer, which if you're Jaden Springer— you got to be looking at yourself like, damn, like a Tennessee guard that's younger than me just ripped my ass to end the game. Like that's a humbling moment for him.
2: Well, Kennedy's a dog, man. Doesn't matter where you are from, he'll take it from you. I We've thought seen that, that. you'd be Jalen Green. You be Springer. You gonna take it from you? It was very much similar to that.
3: It was very similar to that play against Jalen Green there in the. Uh, he had four Peach steals James.
2: by the way, three blocks too, uh, Kennedy Chandler in that game. Yeah, see, like led that's, the team.
3: That's a that's a very Kennedy Chandler stat, you know. Have multiple not points, not assists, not rebounds, but you know other stat sheet stuffers there. That's kind of that's him, and you know maybe look maybe he's you know I, I don't know what he expected in terms of Tyus Jones, but maybe it's lit a flame, right? That he that Tyus is back and you know he's motivated, and, and I think that's only that's, that's only better. The news yesterday was that he got the most guaranteed uh, second round money of any American born player. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, very telling.
2: Four years, seven point one million.
3: Yeah, very indicative of how the Grizzlies feel about him. That they would do that. You know, I mean, they're not just going to do that. You got to feel good about the player. I mean, it's just the truth. Uh, you well,
2: know. well, the fire's been lit for Kennedy Chandler. So the fire's always burned, and the fire burned even brighter when he fell into the second round. So, so I mean, Kennedy knows you've got somebody in front of you and Tyus Jones, but whether he was in front of you or not. You were going to get a a Kenny Chandler, I think. No matter how much money he was making, whatever that knew he's going to have to prove himself again, like he's had to do at every level. Particularly when you fall down in the second round, it was very evident. I mean, he's been emotional about it, uh, and we've seen Kenny Chandler be emotional in time. Saw what yep. losing at Tennessee in that uh, uh, in the NCAA tournament, what that meant to him. But you always you always going to get a dog. And Kennedy Chandler, whether he's, you know, whether he's playing for you for Tennessee or, or making a $7.1 million over four years with the Grizzlies. And you saw it at the end of the game, yep. that dog come out. So he had a monster block in that game, too, where he showed off the vertical. Everybody talks about his size, and that's what held him back, you know, being that six foot under six foot guard. But the athleticism is right there up there with. You know, the NBA quick twitch athleticism that you want, and it was on display last night, particularly defensively.
3: Yeah, so I thought that was a uh, I thought that was a nice fant- spot. Ta- fantastic play uh, from Kennedy Chandler, and just so again, you know, that's that's who he is, and that's what he'll do. I mean, that's like the the, 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 the upward sort of shot. I think of, uh, of of having Kennedy Chandler on your roster. In terms of everything else that happened, what stood out to you? Good, bad, indifferent? What were you thinking? coming away from that, that that one
2: game. Well, Zaire didn't play a perfect game, Zaire Williams I'm speaking of, but did, what, 15 points, 8 assists led you in terms of playmaking. Uh, he talked about it after the game with Holly Rowe, like he needs to clean it up in terms of the ball handling. But what you hope to see, him in a more featured role in terms of shots, in terms of playmaking, you got that last night. He led them, and, and he needed to, quite frankly, coming to that second year. Um You know, not to shift off him too quickly here, but Santi, right, who's been around, didn't get nearly as much run last year. He's doing more G League last year, whereas he's coming back, didn't look like a guy necessarily who was standing out ready for, quite frankly, I I was surprised, you know, the way he finished at the basket, just kind of throwing it up there. I'll put it this way, disappointed. As disappointed as I was in Santi, um, I don't want to get too crazy here, but I thought Zaire looked fairly good. What I liked most Three of six from three, and what was essentially a, a really good shooting performance for the Grizzlies from distance, 15 of 30. Like, that's the part about Zaire Williams, that shot, particularly. Like, how much he's going to play, make, how much you're going to need that. That's up for debate. Like we saw Desmond Bain in this role in Summer League last year. He comes last year. Hey, good, because there's a time where Ja Morant goes down and Desmond Bain, it, it comes in handy. He's averaged, averaged about five assists over that time that Ja was down. Zaire, how much he'll be in that role, that playmaking role for you this coming season, probably questionable. But what you know you're going to need is him as a shot maker, and you saw that last night. I mean, yes. the guy can make shots.
3: Yes, he can.
2: And So I thought he was, a, he was another bright spot. I mean, you expected him to be, and he was. He didn't do anything to discourage you. Put it that way.
3: Right, right. Uh, you mentioned Santi, only three rebounds. Is that,
2: is, that the, is that the issue there? He got eaten up by Paul Reed. I just, I, I needed more in terms of purpose. When Santi Aldama is driving to the basket, I mean, he's throwing some of those up. I just thought I would see more in terms of a guy who's been around pros now, right? You had the year last year of the uh, quote-unquote development, just figured you'd see more. Uh, listen, I, I've heard, you've heard this said, we say it every year about summer league. Overly impressive performance. You can't go gung-ho about because it's, again, summer league. But when a guy doesn't look like he belongs at all, I think that's more news. And, again, one game, don't want to overreact here. We've seen Santi make plays last year against Phoenix, all that. We know We know there's some stuff there. Right. But it just didn't seem like it was all together last night. I don't know whether he's nervous first game, whatever. I'm, I'm hoping for a better performance from him tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, in terms of the bright spots, uh, Jake Laravia is the the number one. Yeah,
2: you want to get to the rookies. He's the he. I think even more so than Kenny Chandler. Yeah, because he, he knocked down shots like he's supposed to. What was it, four, seven, from three for absolutely.
3: him? Absolutely. Like like he came in and he just did exactly what like he was drafted to do, which is just be a be a big time shot maker from three, and that's what he did. So I was encouraged by that. I was encouraged by Kenny Chandler eight four four four. Love that. Love that from him. That's all you need. That's all you need, Kennedy Chandler. That's what you drafted him to be. And and occasionally like. Kennedy will have a game where you know the shots are falling right. He was he was four of eight from the field. Like the scoring can always go up you know on a given night, but it doesn't have to. That's not who they drafted him to be. What I, what I love
2: about him is that even when he gets big boyed. Right. When when folks say okay, we're gonna target him on the other end because of that size and gives up a basket or two, man, he comes right back down on the other end, whether it's offensively going back at you or defensively slapping the hands down, yep. now I'm gonna get you a steal. Like he's relentless. He comes back at he forgets about that play, doesn't get down. You you, you rarely I've rarely seen bad body language mm-hmm. from Kennedy Chandler. And as a point guard, it's what you want. Right. Right. That that again, you can have a great point guard. Bad body language can it, you know, that can, that can seep on the rest of the team everything else you rarely see that ever from Kenny Chandler even when he's struggling that's a good sign
3: yes very much so so I love that and then like you said like I thought Zaire was good you know I thought again he's like he's comfortable with that three-point shot um you know had eight assists like I'm like that's great like I, I it's 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 hard to expect too much more from uh from Zaire there in terms of what I think we we really need to see more of Santi for or Santi for sure um, you got you got to see a little bit more from him in terms of development. He's a first round pick. Like you, you kind of want to see him, like take a step here. And then David Roddy, um, he didn't shoot the ball well at all. Um, I, I thought he, you know, he looked natural. It, it wasn't like an unnatural thing, but he didn't he didn't make a, he didn't make shots, and and that can sort of sour you, you know, on the whole thing. If you're not making shots in summer league, like, it, and that's why you always have to sort of caution it because he might have a game like David Roddy might have 25 tonight. He could. You know, it just depends on everybody's role. Always changes. Some guys are going to play, some guys aren't going to play. Um, but I was, I, I, I was not, I was not very much impressed by David Roddy last night.
2: Here's the thing with him, he's going to have to get used to just how 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 much of a speed difference it is. Yep. from where he was you know, Colorado State, you know, it, it's, it's, it's warp speed now. It is. And so what it looked like last night, and you saw, like, like he's got a nice vision. He's he got does. a nice touch with yes. the ball. You, you can see that coming out of his game. But what I saw was a guy who was a, a tick slow, really two ticks slow. Like, you'd get down on the break, somebody's knocking that ball out of your hands because you realize the NBA, somebody's right behind you, or they're about to block that shot. Yep. And that's the – he's going to ha- But but I expect it to get better. You know, I mean, as a former – you know, quarterback, a guy who, right. who you know leads in, in in football adjustments, and I expect Roddy again to yeah. Now, whether he can stay there, right, and and, and display the kind of athleticism it's going to take on a nightly basis, that's still a question. But I just thought the game was fast. That was a deal where he was has to get adjusted to the speed of it. I, I'm curious to see more from him though, because it's so with his size. And the sort of quick feet that come with him, and I'll tell you what, Lofton's got some quick feet, too, for, for his size. But he's so unique in terms of the things he can do, the spots he can play at. I'm, I'm, I, yes, it wasn't a great game for Roddy, but I'm, I'm eager, actually, to see more and see, okay, can he adjust to the quickness, or is he just going to always be a tick or two too slow? You know, that, who, that might be the case. You know who else? He is, may never be able to adjust. Lesher Quinone is also struggling with that. I watched the first game. Um, um, it's it's funny you brought him up because we talked a ton about the breakout game, but the first one I was yeah. telling Chris that yeah, that not quite you know, yeah. and then this last one yesterday didn't look like play very well either.
3: They uh, they got they got uh, drubbed by the uh, Miami Heat yesterday uh, in this California. It's not the, it's it's the California Classic is what that is, mm-hmm. and um, and he had like two straight possessions there where the game was kind like like the Warriors were kind of making their run, and he had two straight possessions where he just turned the ball over trying to. That's what to, that was
2: his is two turnovers on the night.
3: Yeah, yeah. fitting the ball into the and that's and that's like look, two turnovers on the night is not bad whatsoever, but they were just like they were very specifically he just underestimated closing speed, you know. And he's and that's and,
2: what this is about. This is especially guys like in in these guys' roles, especially Lester, a two-way guy. Right. And you know, it's just
3: there is an adjustment with Roddy
2: that. from where he came from as particularly but yeah Lester won a 6 last night now great Lester every game but it was a tougher night for right, him Right I mean you guys are night. you guys
3: are uh, you know I, you know we can't we can't uh, every game can't be a referendum on Lester's Thank career you. man <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, we are watching close, and they haven't all been breakout games. He, right. he, much like anybody else, has had to has had to adjust to the speed and the yeah, quickness no, of I, the game. Yeah,
3: I, I think the early impressions, right, are that Jake's got a. He, Jake has a. If we're if we're doing a three four deal here, right? Jake has a quicker path to more playing time
2: than Roddy at this point. But uh, very important to say. And so again, can he play a Jaron type role for you? Well, the ability the ability to pop out is there. Yep. And and frankly, with where Jaron is as a rebounder, yep. I'm not sure. It, you know, I'm not sure there's going to be a, a, drop a ton off. of a drop off yeah. with that. And so again, to your point, he's likely going to be pressed into service. Very early on, so you like what you saw last night from him in terms of that uh, sort of ability to be a Jaron type. Yeah, I mean, look, eh, eh, Big Daddy. I like Lough him and... with the, I like him with the headband though. Are we are we done with that? Like the Jake Laravia that play with the headband. Yeah. for Wake Forest had a little bit of moxie to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think we need talking, to bring it back. We, we didn't see that last night. It wasn't that guy. I know he likes to talk a lot, all that, but I yeah. I think the headband, if that's part of you, brother, you don't have to necessarily drop it off. Looks yeah. like Lester has sort of dropped the guitar. He Doesn't thing, do it of, anymore. I'm I'm a pro now. See, I I respect that. I yeah. respect that. I feel like the headband. It's not necessarily the same thing. I think that headband made LaRavia stronger. It certainly added a little moxie, a little flair to his game at Wake Well, Post. I think the, I uh, want to bring that back. I think the Lester
3: thing was unique to Memphis, right? Like the guitar was like a homage to him paying homage to the city of
2: Memphis. I like that he's, that he's dropped it.
3: But yeah, like you look, you, he hits a three and you look for it, right? And you're like... And
2: then, no, he took it, yeah. He No, he doesn't, he he doesn't play it's the guitar it's anymore. not, it's not there. It's not he there. just
3: doesn't play the guitar anymore. I respect anymore.
2: that. But I hope LaRavia's not thinking the same thing, sort of, because I need to leave the headband back there, because I, I like a LaRavia with a headband. Playing out there recklessly.
3: Yeah. Um, do you have any? Do, would you like to say any words on Kenneth Lopson
2: Jr. and Big Daddy? Everybody says he's the next Zebo. Yeah. Which is like, is that our own reaction at all? Well, that's not fair. Nice little step back, little flick of the left. Just not um, even fair. Not even. Like, I mean, it was Zeboesque. esque. I mean, yeah. That dude, but, big boy is skilled. Yes, you need to is. give him more props than you have. But I mean, he's he's just
3: he's just gonna. What do you want me to say? What do you want? Me, what, what what would be the proper on, amount he, of props he, to give him? He's on a, he's
2: on a two way, John. Right, and he's gonna be on a two way. And that, and that's gonna be the end of it. You just spent about six minutes on Lester. Right, oh, Kenneth Lofton also yeah, because, on to no, two way Yeah, get,
3: get that main thirty seconds. Lester is a product of the city of Memphis, you know, so we got to give him a you know give him his flower. Like the way Lofton exploded to the basket, finished off. I that, mean, dude, it's like that, it's, that layup. It's
2: like it's cool, right? It's like wow, that's a large man that moves at that size. We just can't get you excited today on July sixth. Not, not on we Kenneth see. Lofton. No. Like you've stated your position. I will not overreact to anything, and don't even bring me no Chet Holmgren news.
3: Well, at some don't point, yeah, we don't no have Chet to it. bring me no
2: news. I mean, I don't do summer league. If any That's John If any
3: market should know, right? It should be this one, not to overreact, and that
2: applies. Well, this is the Josh both directions.
3: Can, whether it's good or bad. Now Jaron came out had what his whole, his first summer. But,
2: yeah, yeah, they hit a bunch of threes. Right, he did. What is But Jaron's a good player. Jaron turned into a good player. Y'all using that like. But if, but if what if Chet he, Holmgren he if, was great in his first game, but never again. But if Chet Hol- that's if, what I keep hearing. Jared he's a solid player.
4: If
3: Chet Holmgren ends up being Jaron Jackson Jr., like w- what would you say? What would how would everybody talk about Chet Holmgren? I heard you do this with Jeff. I think that'd be fine. Okay, Jaron Jackson's first team All NBA. I know, but people, defensively, but people are people are talking about Chet Holmgren today, right? As if he's about to change the game forever,
2: bro. He did some unicornish things. Yeah, against Taco Fall.
3: Against Taco Fall, man. I'm
2: gonna make sure I put that in there because a lot of people will leave that off. Like it's easier to be confident against Taco Falls, you know, trying to stay in the lead. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now Taco was pushing on his old thin self, and I mean, I gotta give it to Chet; he is fearless. He pushes back. You know what I'm saying? This is a big test. Like when we gonna get done with the whole look at that body? It ain't gonna my whole thing on the body is it will it last for over 82 game will it last in the 82 game regular season Not a I think that's a fair thing to ask it's going to be hard to do man He already turned his ankle That's where I'm at because nobody, when I didn't hear that earlier today like he turned his ankle last night you saw it at one point he goes down and you know with Holly afterwards it's hey I just needed to tighten the shoe but come on bro like it's it's what we think about when we watch you play is are you going to be able to is your body going to stay together is it going to fold up and so you saw him step on I think it was stepping on a guy's foot uh last night making a move but come on now the way that dude shoots the ball the, the 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 fearlessness he plays with inside had six blocks he was surprised it's a summer league uh it's a summer league record i think holly pointed out to him the six blocks he said i'm gonna come back and break it i be i i would be i'd be surprised i don't think we've seen anything on twitter yet I'd be surprised if he played tonight back-to-back games against the Grizzlies well, the, after, again, turning that ankle. Is it there yet? The num- I haven't the seen The number
3: anything. has moved back to Oklahoma City being favored, so that would suggest Dude. that Chet's playing. I'll
2: tell you what, they got some young pieces. Oh, yeah. Well, they're built for the Summer League. They're a they, Summer that, League that's title a, That's a Summer League championship it's team right there. That's it's fun to watch. A dynasty. bunch of young dudes don't know what the hell going on. Giddy out there, though? Oh, yeah. Giddy plays with purpose. Well, we
3: said this. We said Poku. Oh, um uh, uh Giddy—like we said, those guys. Like we we talked about that, t- you know, a few weeks ago. Like they there, there's a reason that they're the favorites because they have they have built they have assembled a summer league dynasty.
2: Are they are they the favorites? Is that official? Yes, yes. Now I, now, as also, I also I told you, Golden State's got a squad. It feels like. Well, again, all that's theoretical, right? With Wiseman and and and, and, and believe... Moody and those guys playing, you expect those second year dude. Bro, Moody to be is not third... that guy.
3: Moody is not that guy.
2: He needs to be in summer league, or else they that's bad. I just watched I
3: mean, it. Yeah, I've watched him two times now, okay. and I've been very unimpressed uh, with with Moody. Kaminga should kill. Yes, Kaminga should kill. I believe uh, Wiseman's playing when he actually steps onto the court. You're just a
2: Wiseman hater,
3: bro. I'm just gonna go off history when when I I hope he steps on the court. Um, who's guarding Chet Holmgren tonight if he plays? Is it Tillman? Is it Xavier Tillman? It should be.
2: I watch Xavier Tillman, and I just feel sorry for him. Right, forty five like years old really in the a, Stop, he's not that old. I think the, your boy DeAndre is older. Um, don't y'all feel like this it is? The is end it, feels of the road. Like, it feels like a tryout for other teams.
3: Oh yeah, it's like what well, you know, Jarrell Martin. Remember the, that whole deal? Like he's telling
2: all the rookies about how cool a, what a great leader Jai is, but he like he won't be able to tell them during the regular season.
3: I thought Xavier Tillman had some moments with the Grizzlies. Like I, you know, it does feel like he's going to get. It cut. just feels
2: like he's hit the ceiling yeah. with them and with so many young guys. Right, they'd be yeah. pressed into service here and what the you know inside out. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget Tillman hitting that big three in that play in a couple years ago against Tillman Golden State. The
3: chance to guard Chet Holmgren tonight. Yeah, he, I mean, if Chet plays, yeah, like you owe him that. Like, give him one more chance, like to show that he can do it, and maybe he locks Chet down after a huge game, and maybe like he saves his career. It's like a, it's like, it's like a Giannis documentary.
2: No, I, I, what I told my son is rise. Don't, don't worry, so, Xavier's going to hook on with another team.
3: Is that what you're telling you telling him? That's what don't, told. I told him. I said, don't, don't...
2: don't worry about him. He looked good with the lower haircut and everything else. Yeah, that was a that was kind of freaky. I, I didn't think it was freaky at all. I thought it looks good on him, actually. Uh, it's a better look for him, quite frankly. Uh, you know, he shined like you'd expect him to, but it just right. doesn't feel like it's going to do any good oh, for the I mean, Grizzlies. Again, when you're, this is, it's, it's, it's a tip of the salute to the Grizzlies for allowing him to do, if that's indeed the case. You've well, when, decided it's to move like, on. It's not imp- he's it's requested not as impressive, to be out there. Right.
3: It's just not as impressive well, when my whole thing is like, in yeah, your 401K. Y'all, and y'all, to him,
2: y'all listen to him on Ja and what kind of team this is because he he ain't, doesn't feel like he's going to be there regular season. Right. Anyway, yes, he played well last night. Hopefully it's... You know, it, it was good. Some other team saw it, and let's if it's so. not the Grizzlies, he'll hook on somewhere else.
3: Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, we'll talk to Drew Hill about all of this and more. Grizzlies taking on Oklahoma City uh, later today in the Utah. Summer League. So we'll talk to him about that, his takeaways, and more. Stick around. Jason and John at FM, ESPN.
2: Step up to the tee, take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the Tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. What I love about FanDuel Sportsbook is they're always hooking you up like this, uh, easy to use, safe and secure app. And when you get paid, you'll get paid faster uh, than anybody in the business. That's the great thing about FanDuel Sportsbook. It's why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just download the app. Sign up using the promo code JSmith to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Again, it's only on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA Tour, an official partner of 92.9 FM ESPN. Just remember to use that promo code JSMITH so they know we sent you. Must be 21 or older and present, yes, in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-889-9789. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Summer is here and the warm weather has baseballs flying out of the park and plenty of runs scoring with them, especially in Philadelphia. Even without Bryce Harper in the lineup, the Phillies have been raking lately, averaging eight runs a game over their last five and are hitting just shy of 300 thus far in July. With the lowly Nats in town, the Phillies' bats should stay hot. So today's BetQL five-star best bet of the day is the over between Philadelphia and
1: There's joy in every journey.
3: Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphis, and he's on Twitter at DrewHillDM. And he's here now.
4: What up, Drewski?
3: What's going on,
4: pal? It must be the middle of the summer. There must be not a lot going on. There's a ton going
3: on, bro. We're getting our first look at the future of the next gen. Next gen, Grizz. These are like that. You know, we're right now. We're in the next gen, and these guys will be the next gen. Next gen.
4: This is the third gen. Third gen of That's Grizz. That's right. The third. You know? generation. this is like when. And then the, this is like when they start to change the chargers up on you, so that you have to buy more crap. That's right. You know. Yep. But that, we're at that. We're at that phase of the Grizzlies now, you know.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I know, uh, I know you're 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 not out there in Salt Lake. You're going to be there for for Vegas. Um, just what it, what 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 were your takeaways yesterday? I mean, just broadly speaking, um, you know who 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 did you come away impressed by?
4: I mean, uh, it was obviously a, a good night for Jake Laravia. I would say. Um, I was not impressed by the announcer, whoever the guy was. Uh, I'm not even going to mention his name because I don't know what it is, but my God, it was Jake Lareva and Santi Aladama the entire night. So that was (laughs) interesting.
3: It's summer league Uh, for everybody, Drew.
4: Yeah, it's summer league for everybody. It's summer league for everybody. Um, But, you know, I think think Jake had a pretty good game. I mean, he he obviously shot the ball well. The catch-and-shoot three looked good. That's encouraging. Um, obviously, there's now an element to this, like, because we know that Jaron's going to miss the beginning of the season. I don't know if I'm as pessimistic as others about he's going to be out until July or J- January or whatever. July, yeah. Um, July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, January or whatever. But, um, but he is going to miss some time. Uh, we know that. So, in a way, I, I wrote this last night, it's kind of an audition, right? We have... Pretty much all of the power forward options there right now in Summer League outside of Brandon Clark. And so this is a chance for some of the guys to show what they got. It was a good game for Jake LaRavia, although I thought it was a little shaky on defense at times um, for him. But obviously you would expect that that will improve. Catch and shoot looked good. Not a great game for David Roddy, um, but we'll see. You know, it's just one Summer League game, so you don't want to overreact. And, uh, you know, Xavier Tillman and Santi Aldama played about how you would expect in that game. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think the Jaron thing certainly adds some intrigue to summer league uh, that we didn't have before.
2: How about Zaire, Drew, and what he did? And you saw the playmaking with the eight assists, also shot the ball well, especially from three. It really was an overall, especially from long-range, good shooting effort for the Grizzlies, 15-30. But Zaire, three of six from three, had the 15 points, the eight assists. What would you think?
4: I thought he looked good. Um, Obviously, the shooting is is good, and he was a really good shooter basically from February on Mm -hmm. from three-point range for the Grizzlies. So I'm not surprised by the shooting. I'm not surprised by the scoring output. I mean, at times, the dribbling was rough. Like, put the ball on the deck, handle the ball, be the guy who initiates the offense. The assist numbers are obviously great. Um, But I thought as far as playmaking goes, there's definitely some room to improve, but that's why he's there, right? That's why he's doing this. You don't expect him to be great at it. They're they're there to test him and give him an opportunity to get better at some of these things. And he acknowledged it in the television interview afterwards. He's like, I think I had some sloppy turnovers. You know, the handle didn't look secure at all times, but he's there to work on these sort of, sort of things. And the shot looks great. And, I think we all expect that, you know, once the season starts, he's not going to be in a role where he's going to be handling the ball to that degree. Mm-hmm. So, this is just healthy a healthy work environment for him, I think. And if he's going to play more too this year, then why not give him these chances because right. there may be a, a few opportunities where he's going to have the ball in his hands.
3: Ultimately, right, he's going to have to have some moves off the bounce. Like, I mean, that's just the, I mean, that's the thing for his career. He's I mean, is he just going to be a, you know, a spot shooter? I don't, I don't think that's why they drafted him at ten. I mean, if he's, you know, if he's the best spot shooter in the world, that would make sense. But, you know, I, I mean, don't you think that is the, the, the phase, the next phase of unlocking his career? Like he's got to be able to consistently put that ball on the floor, find a move, and, and, and be able to score. You know, basically in the paint at the rim.
4: Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I, I, I think. Like, this version that we had of Zaire last year, if it improves and he is a good catch-and-shoot shooter, like, he, that, he you can find a place in the league just doing that, right? But if Zaire is going to be the player that the Grizzlies hope that he can be and that Grizzlies fans now have this, you know, because of the way he finished the year, this inflated sense of his future, like, of what he can be, if if he's going to accomplish that and reach that, what he can do off the dribble – what can he can do to create shots for himself? Like that is the key that unlocks the best version of Zaire Williams. And I don't, and you know, you, you may not even discover that in, now, right? I think that there's the the way that Desmond Bain made that leap last year. It almost, it it's so fresh in the mind that you like expect it to happen from every Grizzlies rookie going into their second year. And it's just such an, Preposterous leap in general that he made um so i I don't know if that's gonna come this summer for Zaire, maybe it comes next summer or the summer after that, like you gotta remember the guy is not he's not even old enough to drink yet um and so i I think that is you're right, that is the key, um but I'm trying not to get ahead of myself here right. and be like all right if he's not sure. if he's not this great shot creator in summer league after his rookie season, you might as well write it off and try to find somebody else on the wing. you, you got to have some patience here, I think. Yeah, you
2: know, I thought that game, too, the microcosm of what Kennedy Chandler can give you, especially from a defensive standpoint. You know, it wasn't just the four steals. And he had a, some key ones down the stretch. But three blocks, we saw it, too, I think led the team. Is that about what you expected of Kennedy Chandler in terms of the impact he can make? It is, we're speaking of keys. Is being a dog and a pest like that, right, and a guy who can you know, occasionally finish at the rim going to be the key for him in terms of trying to eventually be John Morant's backup?
4: Oh, yeah, that was a great Kennedy Chandler capsule there. Yep. He's the type of guy – I, I talked to Rick Barnes uh, a few days ago or last week about Kennedy – and I was asking about the height, and obviously Rick was disappointed he fell to the second round. Kennedy's been pretty vocal about being disappointed that he fell to the second round, and everybody knows that it's only because of his size. And Rick was just trying to explain, like, they can say he's six foot, foot tall, but he's got a 6'6 six, six wingspan, and he just makes plays. Like, you just you put him out there, and he makes the plays. It doesn't really matter how tall he is. He just finds a way to get it done, and I think he's going to be that type of player when you put him at the next level. And I thought last night's game was a pretty good example of that. I mean, Kennedy's got some bounce. He had the highest vertical leap at the combine this year. We saw that one block. He really got up there. I mean, he was at the top of the square almost, it felt like, on that block, like craziness. Um, And so you know he's an athlete, and he clearly has the defensive tenacity to get in there and mix it up. And... You know, I'm not even really worried about the offense yet with Kennedy. Like I just want to make sure he's going to be that type of defender that we saw at Tennessee that is good enough uh and able to be on an NBA floor, you know, when the real games start and you're going to be able to use him and he's not going to be a defensive liability and he doesn't look like he's going to be one at all based on what he did last night and I think that he'll find a place on the team. It's just a matter of time yep. for him.
2: Agree.
3: we're talking to drew hill uh grizzlies beat writer for the daily memphian all right big daddy had nine points three rebounds um plus two overall i mean look he's one of those guys where if he scores it's just like a circus act you know people love it uh no matter if he's like playing well or not uh i know he's on a two-way like is there a path for him you know a year two years three years down the line with this franchise what's that gotta look like for him
4: i don't know <laughs> that's a good question um you wonder if it's like what's his ceiling? Is it like a small ball center if he's really good? Like, if he's really good. And he's definitely got a ways to go here. Um, can you use him as, like, the type of player that's just going to fill the lane and, like, use his body and and be able to mix it up defensively? I, I don't know. Like, it's so hard to know. Especially with a guy like him, I, you know, he's like a bowling—he's like a six-six bowling ball that has legs, and he's like running up and down the lanes. You know, it's—it's it's crazy. Um, I, I it's have just a lot of respect for him, though. Really, like,
3: you know, I mean, how can you not respect the way that he is? Like, he—he just—he's like—he—he's like accept me for who I am. You know, like I'm going to play basketball, and I'm going to look like this. You know, he's—he—he's he, he's he, bucking trends.
4: He's nimble. He's nimble yes. too. Like you saw it on the little face-up. Fadeaway jumper, mm-hmm. like he and he can he, he's got some, he's got stuff in his bag, like for sure mm-hmm. you can tell, right? Like he's got some frost. game, but is he is he an NBA player? I, it's like it's very hard to tell. I think based on a one summer league game, I guess it, the but I, the way I view it is like if he maxes out as the best he can be, is he like a role player as like a small ball center? I think maybe that's where. You you hope you can be if you're Katie Lofton.
2: What's it say about Ja Morant, Drew, that he's even there? I suppose that there's a part of me that said, you know what, the kind of guy Ja is, yeah, he'll be at Vegas, you know, and 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 be with the team and and show the guys that he's not just a you know a leader on paper and a leader you know by, by voice, but he's there. Um, I, I I gotta admit, to be in Salt Lake City, I was a little surprised to see him there. Obviously, big for the team. What's it say about him as the leader uh, to be there at this uh, at this Salt Lake Summer League?
4: Obviously, this is, you know, this is what Ja is. He's just a a guy that loves basketball. We've seen him go everywhere with this team and support his teammates everywhere he's been. Um, He's also supporting his son, Ja Raff, who has now been moved to Salt Lake City. So I'm (laughs) sure he's visiting with Ja Raff as well. Um, I, I just thought about that one. I was wondering why he had the giraffe emoji, but now I just put that together live on the radio. That's why the, he put the giraffe emoji there, is because that's where Ja Raph is. That's now. right. He's installing City too. Um, Problem solving yeah, this morning. Smart. Smart. This is why they pay the big bucks, man. Is ja. This is Ja. This is Ja. This is who he is. Uh, he, he goes and supports his teammates everywhere. You know, when he got hurt and he had the knee problems. Like, in the middle of the regular season, obviously, in the playoffs is a little bit different. Like, he didn't have to travel around with the team. You can stay in Memphis and rehab. And, like, a lot of players do that. No, he's on every road trip. I think it speaks to the Morant family. Even when Jaw wasn't playing, he was sitting courtside, staring on the Grizzlies, you know. His son's not even in the game, and there he is sitting courtside with Jaw and Ja's friends and Ja's training group, and they just go on the road and support the team. Like, they, it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, and but it's to me, it's at this point, it's unsurprising. This is what he does. Yeah. Like, we, we see him support his guys everywhere they go.
3: Do you think you feel covering John Morant is the way that, you know, once upon a time, Brian Windhorst felt covering LeBron James? I mean, Brian Windhorst followed LeBron James pretty much everywhere he went. He uh, started there at Akron. So he played there in Cleveland. And then when LeBron James left Cleveland, Brian Windhorst went with him. To Miami, do you aspire to be the Brian Windhorse to John ja Morant's LeBron?
4: There's something going on here in Memphis. <laughs> That's there's right. Something going on here, John. <laughs> there's something going. We, we we don't know what it is, but the but there's something going on here in Memphis. I think when you really look at the big picture, um, and you look at Joss ja signing the five-year deal and wanting to be in Memphis, and he got here three years after me. I I just think there's really something going on here. Um, So we'll just have to keep an eye on that situation, but no, it's obviously fun. Like it's a blast. How could you not have a blast? Um, And it's actually fun to really just get the chance to interact with Jaws family and like the people that are around him as far as, you know, like his trainers and like he now got videographers. He's he's become such a big star and it's, It's like expanding. His reach is expanding so quickly. But, like, I didn't know when I tweeted out that video of yesterday of him tipping the waitress that it was going to blow up the way that it did. Like, you know, and that's obviously just a testament to how big of a star he has become. So it's fun. I've had a blast doing it. Um, Hopefully it's in Memphis and it's not anywhere else uh, because it would be great if he just played his – career here with
2: the grizzlies having watched his star rise so closely did does it make sense to you that with nike looking like they're backing off kyrie in terms of signature shoe athletes that ja would be the next guy i mean i just wonder you know how much more what he would have to do if he's just, if it's a no-brainer hey just go get ja but it feels like drew that he is he's got the it factor the market ability to be that guy for nike
4: yeah i've actually thought about this a little bit um and I've thought about writing something Mm -hmm. around this, but if you really look at the rest of the landscape of the league, who else is on television more from not only a highlight standpoint, but like Jaws put himself out there, all sorts of advertising campaigns. He's got body armor. He's got Hulu. He's got hyper ice. You know, he's on TV all the dang time. Um, So he's visible there. He's visible in every highlight package to ever exist, it feels like, when it comes to the NBA. And he's also vocal and present on social media. So if you want somebody that's the whole package, that is young, that has an exciting game, we all know that guards typically are more marketable than big men. It's just the way that the league goes. Like If you want somebody that has that total package, it's very hard to find somebody out there that does it the way jaw does you know like even zion who is very present everywhere as well uh has ads and is a very popular player and has highlights like he's not out there like jaw is on social mm-hmm. media yep. you know Like yep. Jaw does it all he has the full package and for that reason yeah i think he'd be very deserving of getting a signature shoe and i think it'd be a very popular signature shoe
3: and then uh you're leaving for uh las vegas on monday huh
4: yeah, I'm going out for the last few games. Uh if you want the truth, it's cuz I'm trying to run it into my vacation, uh another vacation which is in Lake Tahoe. So oh, nice. it'll be easier flight for me out. Much, yeah, no, Vegas that's much yeah, that's smart. But what I'm telling people what I'm telling people is that I'm going out later because I know the Grizzlies are going to be in the Summer League championship and I got to be there for that day. That's you right. know, because they've right. got, like, the best summer league team ever assembled at this point, Great, spin. according to Twitter.
3: Great spin. <laughs> hey, Drew, appreciate the time, as Thank always, you, Drew. dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, see you guys. Yep. Appreciate you. He is Drew Hill, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for, uh, for the daily Memphis. And I'll be out there. A lot of people going out there. I mean, it's Summer League, so that makes sense, right? It makes sense. that everybody... sure, It's all
2: happening, John.
3: It's all happening. All right, uh, we will come back. Rob Fisher is going to join us at 125. We'll continue this conversation with him, get his thoughts on uh, college realignment, right, all that and more at 125. Nice. Macaulay roof and LLC.com is the website It's the middle of the summer, he's got his tool belt on You got roof problems, you got projects you want to get to They do it all at Macaulay Roofing and Renovations Got great testimonials, great reviews, including from yours truly I watched uh, as water, I watched helplessly as water just ripped into my home I was panicking, didn't know what to do. Call Chris. He came out same day, got my roof covered, brand new, no out-of-pocket cost to me. He can get it done. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason John Show. He's also going to get you a free roofing upgrade.
2: 487 96 is how you get a hold of Chris McCauley and his team. Doesn't have to just be your roof. Renovation questions, you got a job you want to get done at a good price, fair price, best price in town. McCauley Roofing and Renovation is the team to call. Chris McCauley and his team be right on over. You want to do some little homework before you call, and I understand that. I like to do the same. I'm a man who likes to read the reviews. I think you'll like what you see when you check out the five star reviews on Facebook over McCully Roofing and Renovations. Also, voted most popular roofing company. That should mean something to you as well. Check out the website, McCully Roofing LLC.com. Again, McCully Roofing LLC.com. It's McCully Roofing and Renovations.
3: All right, it's time to have a very uh, honest and open conversation that may uh offend many of our listening audience here. Um and I, and and I think it's one that that needs to happen. I think it's one that's on your heart and I'm here I'm prepared to defend myself. Uh but uh for my birthday my mother-in-law got me this. What is this? This is a water jug. It's a Hydromate, all right? Hydromate.com is the website. This water is not a sponsored uh deal. And and as you can tell It's like, what would you say this is, like a gallon? Is this a gallon, you think? 3,000 milliliters, is that a gallon? I don't know, but
2: it looks like a gallon-ish. Maybe a little more.
3: So, you know, and 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 you're supposed to sort of drink it throughout the day, right? So 8 a.m. you start, ready, set, drink. 10 a.m., you got it. 12 noon, keep drinking. 2 p.m., you're halfway there.
2: Motivating phrases for John.
3: 4 p.m., we have no excuses. 6 p.m., a little bit more. 8 p.m., you made it. Now, it's only... Eleven fifty-five, and I'm on 8 p.m., right? So I'm blowing through this thing. I'm going to drink two of these, but but the the problem that is with you. Um, you have an issue with uh, the way that I drink this.
2: Well, I have two problems, John. If you want to lay it out here, yeah, I'll lay it them out. both out for you, uh, Dennis. Told you yesterday, Dennis, who puts together our commercials, Dennis Fuller's fantastic pros pro. Does it all? Told you yesterday, if I want, if I just want to, if I'm on a water drinking plan, I just keep filling up this water jug right here. It doesn't have any sayings on it or anything. I just go back to the water fountain, I fill it up, and I drink it. That's what men do. You know what I'm saying? Men don't need motivating phrases on their container, right? To keep going. What's it? Ready for more? You're doing great. Like men don't do that. To me, it's more for show. Right? When you get a bottle like that, it's so everybody else can know, hey, it's a sign. I'm drinking water. I'm healthy. I'm hydrating. That's what it <laughs> says to me rather than just go filling the damn cup with some water. That's number one, okay? You, you want to tell us all you're drinking water. That's why you bring that big jug with motivating phrases on the side. of That's number one. Then it is the way you drink it. What's wrong with the way I drink it? Well, bro? I'm just not a straw man. And there's a big old straw on top of that thing. I've never been a straw man. I'd rather see you just unscrew I, that lid and drink it like a man, like a mountain man, instead of sucking out of the top of that thing like you do. John, John's drinking a two-gallon thing of water, basically, and sucking it up through a big straw. Probably look a little crazy, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Mustache wrapped all around the tip. But that's where we're at. so I got two problems with it, John. It's really quite distracting as we try to do the radio show. You're now spitting it up. It's yeah, quite because you just distra- you, you, because again you, you, no, you put it in a way that was ridiculous. Brad doesn't especially number one. Doesn't that apply here? Isn't it weird? Doesn't it say, "Look it's at me, little. drink water" when you've got a jug that damn big? It's a just rid- go get a cup. It's a
4: ridiculous thing to see sitting like where you you're for your drink. It, it's like a Halfway it's like you're there. drinking out of a half gallon bucket. First no all,
3: excuses now. Finish. First of all, it's 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 more. Efficient. That's the first thing. I don't have. Look,
4: it's me bucket.
3: I, I, I don't have to go to the water fountain every. You know, I, I drink fast. I drink very fast. It doesn't take me long to drink, so I, I drink very fast. Well, you'll pee fast too now. Oh, that's. But that's okay though. Tom Herman put that poster up. You know. It, it, he had, remember he had the color grades of what your pee looks like,
2: Right. you know? But you come in here every day with Dr. Pepper's Diet, Diet and Diet Mountain Dews and yeah. everything else. That's what you normally drink. This week you come in with a big old jug, and you're waiting on somebody to say something to you about it. I don't want anybody to anything to me about it. But finally, you, finally, after a few hours, and I had not, he's like Jason. He was
4: trying to be coy with it, yeah, drinking with Jason.
2: I, he's like, you check out my jug? That's a brother who wants you to see that he. this week he's changed up the plan. And clearly, John. Now, what I like is why you're doing it. Yes. And tell
3: us why. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be in Vegas next week for Summer League, which means I need to hydrate.
2: You know, I need to get my body. Prepared. Because you're going to be yeah, right ahead of what's going to be a couple of drinks in the desert. Going to be in the desert. Now, it's yeah. a dry humidity out there, it so is. it's not really a lot of sweat, even though it is right. It's hot out there, but that's more, your 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 reasoning is yeah. actually very Thank very you. smart. Thank you. But again, it's the show you put on to get there. Oh, excuse me. That I have a problem with, and I, and frankly, I think most of our listeners probably get now. Mm. Probably get now. You know, there's a bigger
3: conversation that 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 we're avoiding here, but um, it, it's it's a matter of drinking from a straw. You're, you you you.
2: Well, for me, I just you contend that it's a personal choice.
3: Well. You don't I, drink out of a straw.
2: I, I don't see why it's offensive or, or, oh, or why won't why, you drink why, out of a straw. Why is that a problem to you? Well, because why is it a problem to you? Just I just don't. I just prefer not to use a straw. Is it because you care about the environment? No, but that's a good reason. <laughs> it's good. The straws just stack up in my home. You're right. I mean, that's we we do not. I do not use them. My wife gets them from the you know McDonald's or whatever. I don't. I haven't used straws in years. I just again, who needs a straw? Kid trying not to make a mess, right? Yeah, and, he, and you, to drink from your big jug. So, now, now, again, there, there's a reason for straws. I don't feel a need to, because I don't make messes. Well, I now, drink from a
3: cup. Once upon a time, I remember seeing this tweet from Chris Douglas Roberts. He said, men don't drink, men should not drink from straws. That's what Chris uh, Douglas uh, Roberts said.
2: A man of great wisdom, Supreme Bay. I've always found him to be that. This episode is brought to
0: you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,